All right, so before we go open up the questions, I'll just explain this ridiculous outfit I'm wearing. This is, this is the consequence of losing a bet on a rivalry game with Evan Ingram. So, otherwise, he was walking around with a cowbell all week. So, you know, it was one or the other. <laughs> so, that being hey, said, Coach, I'll open up any questions you guys have. Hey, Coach, how you doing? Hey, Patty. <laughs> nice outfit. It looks good on you, actually. <laughs> Coach, I wanted a, a guy that we haven't asked you about on, on the Seahawks is Chris Carson. Um, he made it back last week against the Eagles. What kind of what does he bring to that offense? And is he a guy that I think kind of flies under the radar? Well, I don't know how far under the radar he is. I mean, he's definitely a guy that everyone in the league knows about. I think this guy fits into really the identity of what the Seahawks have been as far as I've kind of looked back and known him. You go through the great running backs they've had there, start with you know Marshawn Lynch and those guys and you know, they've always been a downhill, aggressive, vertical run team. I think this guy fits into those schemes really well. He runs strong. He finishes runs going forward. He's a tough guy. And, you know, kind of in that mold of wear you down over the course of the game, he gets stronger as the game goes on. So, look, we're fully aware of who he is. So, whoever thinks he's under the radar, Patty, out there, I mean, to us, he's high on our radar. We know that he's a guy that we've got to, you know, match up against. And we just want to take everything we can to slow down that run game. Hey, Joe. Hey, Ron. Uh, if, if I had asked you at the start of the year who your top four edge rushers were, it was probably Carter, O'Shane, Marcus Golden, and Kyler Fackrell. And you're going to be playing a couple weeks here without any of those guys. What, what, what do you see as your ed, edge rush now? And I don't want to say what's the confidence in those guys, but what do you have to do to maybe make up for not having those top four guys anymore? I think all the guys we have right here give us, you know, a variety of weapons and ways that Pat's really figuring out how to use guys to their strengths, their skill sets. You know, I'm happy with all the progress these guys have made. We've been able to make some, you know, in-season, you know, pickups with Jabal and Trent and these guys. I think Cam and Carter really come around, you know, and really gotten a feel for the position and the flow of the game and the speed of the game. And we found different ways of using other parts of our personnel to complement and be used on the edge in different packages. So, you know, again, I've been saying the entire year, it's true that we believe, you know, whoever we have, we're going to play to their strengths. We're going to put them in position to be successful. But the most important thing as a team and individually is improving week in, week out. And I've seen every guy we have on the roster show a level of improvement. Um, so, look, we don't want to see any of our players hurt. We wish we had every player out there all the time. Uh, the reality is we don't have all of them available, uh, but we have high confidence in who we do have available, and we're looking forward to getting them on the grass on Sunday. And what are the keys of a, to pass rushing against a guy like Russell Wilson or even, you know, some of the guys you have coming up, whether it's Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, these guys who – you can get to the pocket, but they're not there all the time. Well, first off, you have to play with great control and space and be able to tackle these guys. And that's a lot easier said than done. I mean, they're all, they all have mobility, but they're all very different in how they move. These are all very different quarterbacks. They just bring the element of passing and running. I think the biggest thing with these guys is, number one, you want to try to you know, contain them and not let them out of the pocket. That being said, they find their way out of the pocket. When you get them in space, You've got to make sure you play with leverage and all 11 on the field, keep covering down the field or rushing the pass or whatever their responsibility is. Because I think the mistake you see with a lot of these guys is that when Russell gets outside the pocket, people panic and they run forward to try and tackle him. And all of a sudden, he has a free runner going down the field and he's not going to miss an open man. So, you know, in terms of playing these guys, you know, the biggest thing we talk to our guys is hey, you, you can't blink. You know, you can't think any plays, you know, play off. That, that doesn't exist with these guys. So, every play, whether it's a quick game pass, or some kind of direct run, or maybe the zone read runs that they run offensively, you know, these quarterbacks are always at the point of attack, and you've got to always do a good job making sure you play with your leverage, your responsibility, 
And then if you're a rusher, you rush. If you're a cover guy, you cover. Okay. Hey, Joe, I know you spent a lot of time watching Daniel outside of practice yesterday. What did you see from him? Yeah, I thought he threw the ball well. You know, obviously we didn't want to go ahead and, you know, open him up too much yesterday, really being, you know, just a couple days into kind of moving around. Um, but he threw the ball well. I saw it with a lot of good velocity and very good accuracy. Um, you know, we talked in terms of how he felt on different things, different movements. Um, but look, I think the guys, you know, doing everything he can to get on the field. Again, we're checking with the trainers, see how much progress he made on their end today. We'll see him a little bit on the grass today in terms of how he's with the team. And we'll make decisions, you know, really a little bit after the game. And then we'll also see how he feels going out there after a long flight to Seattle. So are you saying he's out for Sunday? You said after the game. I'm absolutely not saying that. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Uh, after, so I'm, I'm sorry. I meant after practice. I meant after practice. Okay. Know, we'll see how he does would in practice need, today and after a flight. Would you need to see him go through a full hard practice to play him, or does he have enough kind in the reservoir that if, if he tells you on Sunday, I feel good, you could play him? I think there's a mix of we have to do enough with him in practice to make sure that he can go back there and operate and have the mobility to protect himself and be able to you know move in the pocket, get the ball thrown away, pull it down and run if we need to. And then – you know, you have to trust how he says he feels. Now, I'm be honest with you, the dangerous thing with Daniel is he's going to always tell you he feels great because he doesn't want to be out, not be out there with the team. So, you know, we've got to really trust our eyes more so than our ears when dealing with Daniel because he's definitely a competitor. Thanks, Joe. Lombardo. Hey, Joe. Hey, Matt. Um, just thinking about their receiving core, of course, we, you talked earlier this week about DK Metcalf, but they have Tyler Lockett on the other side. Uh, their tight ends are pretty productive. How taxing is this receiving core in particular compared to some of the others around the league? Well, I think there's their skill group as a whole, from the receivers to the tight ends to the backs, every one of these guys is a threat in the passing game. I mean, every one of them. The tight ends do a really good job on blocking. They do a great job of setting up, you know, the play actions where they kind of come off, they slam in, they slip out in open routes. Uh, but these guys are all very talented, very capable. They all have good hands, and they have a great feel for playing with Wilson when he extends plays in terms of finding that second route they're going to run or staying with the initial route and getting open. They've done a tremendous job of that. The backs are really good as far as screens or getting out of the backfield fast and their empty protections. You know, you've got to have a presence of mind on those guys all the time. And the receiving core, you know, look, they're all weapons. And you have to just understand how they use guys differently and what they're looking to do with them in the game plan. But, you know, that being said, Every play out there, they've got a group of skill players that can all go ahead and hit home runs. So, you know, there is no one guy to focus on. This is a true team that we've got to make sure we protect and defend against everybody. Hey, Joe. Um, Jerome said earlier this week, you know, about, you know, the deep ball and defending the deep ball against Russell Wilson. Obviously, that's a a huge key. Um, Did you look to do anything in, in practice this week to throw extra passes deep, you know, deep, I mean, doing anything creatively that maybe you've pulled from previous years, previous games against against quarterbacks who, who like that and try to set up and kind of simulate what Wilson might do? Yeah, I think anyone we play, you always want to go ahead and, and identify what are the key things you have to defend against those players and make sure that you take care of those first. You know, everyone has a lot of different weapons, but you've got to take care of the main things they do. You know, we talk about Russell Wilson, you know, you've got to be ready for him to scramble, ready to extend the plays, make sure you can cover throughout consistently, make sure you can play with leverage and, you know, contain on the pocket. But in terms specifically to the deep balls, um, that's definitely an area we focused on this week. Now, we always do deep ball drills on a weekly basis. We definitely got, you know, a healthy share this week on a daily basis. We'll get more today as well. You know, where we use different guys, Thorsten throwing the ball down the field. Riley Dixon's a guy with a really big arm. He can chunk it down the field, uh, you know, and let our guys play. 
And the emphasis of it really is sometimes, you know, early in the week you do that kind of full field. They've got to carry the entire route, work down there on a body, and then locate the ball. And later in the week you can start them deeper down the field and just work on them on the back end part of the play of locating the ball and judge it in the air. And that's a bigger part of it than you think. It's not just simply, okay, ball's in the air, go get it. But you've got to locate it, you know, judge the ball, track it, put yourself in position to defend against the receiver going up for it. But then also high point the ball and try to give yourself a chance to either break the pass up or come down with it yourself. So that's definitely been an emphasis for us, Art, in terms of how we're practicing. And that's, you know, been mixed in through individual periods. It's also been something we've done extra, whether it's a, uh, whether the offense is having a period and we grab a couple of the defensive backs who aren't working on the service team and take them on a separate field, and whether it's Thorsten come over throwing a couple of passes before he comes back to get his reps, or whether it was Riley Dixon are really throwing that thing deep and letting them just get a feel for that ball in the air. Let's have two more, Pat Leonard, Tom Rock, Pat Leonard. Joe, just a, a few uh, COVID-related questions or health-related questions. Cam Brown, is he a concern for Sunday, or is that illness more like uh, a guy who has symptoms where you have to keep him out for a day? Yeah, I'd say he's been cleared on that list right there. He'll be in the uh, building. He's in the building right now with us, and he'll be on the field today practicing. So, you know, we had to take precautions. Anyone at this point who comes up with any kind of symptoms, you know, we encourage our players, and, and they've done a really good job. Anyone who's had symptoms, they've communicated with Ronnie. They've talked it through. They've gotten the, uh, the rapid test back, but then also they've had to stay overnight to make sure that before we bring them in the building, they've gotten the, uh, the PCR test cleared as well, and then he's been tested multiple times before coming in today. So we've made sure that he wasn't really a threat as far as the COVID-related stuff, Pat. Um, so he'll be in the building and practicing with us today. Got it. And then two other quick things on that. Um, Matt Per, Caden Smith, Dante Pettis, do you see them physically recovered uh, from – their long quarantine and the second question is I know you're keeping some players separate from the team are you keeping any coaches separate from the team or is that a, is that different because you have to have them at practice on the coaches uh, element we're not keeping any coaches separate from practice what we are doing in the building is we're actually doing a lot of meetings through zoom even when we're in the building and keeping guys kind of more in their individual offices and when we have Staff meetings, uh, I'll try to do it out almost like a skeleton crew and making sure we kind of hit, you know, the necessary points. And then, you know, the coordinators and a couple other assistants kind of communicate to their sides of the ball. So we're keeping less people in rooms. And then in terms of at practice, you know, we have all the coaches coaching at all times. So if something were to happen with any coach, we, we've got a progression. We have a, uh, you know, a plan in place for each coach to be not replaced, but to, for someone to take over their role. You know, in terms of the players, we have kept several guys away from the team all right, through meetings and then also at practice. And we're trying to do everything we can to kind of stay ahead of you know, what we saw throughout the league last week. So today will actually be a day we're going to bring all the players in for practice. We're going to get everybody on the grass moving around. So the players that we've kind of kept away as called the emergency list, you know, we're going to make sure they at least get one day on the field you know, moving around with our guys. That being said, you know, we've got masks on at practice. We've got those clear shields. Uh, on the helmets as well. And we're keeping our guys spaced out at practice to make sure there's not that much crossover. So there's guys like Tinker and Santoso from the specialists. They're going to come. They're going to kind of get their service work, you know, in kickoff periods and punt periods. But they're not going to have too much contact with the rest of the team. They'll be over on their own field doing most of the stuff until they have to come over and work with the team. And that after that point, we'll let them kind of go off and get the rest of our work independently, get a lift in and get out of here. So there's kind of a fine line you, you walk right there. It's you want to have everybody here because you really want to develop every player, and that's really the priority, okay? So, you know, I've got to kind of balance that line of not keeping players out of here enough where it stunts their growth as a player, but at the same time, we've got to thin out these numbers enough 
that the meeting rooms are not as populated, okay, that we limit, you know, the contact we have overall, we limit time in the locker room, that we're balanced in the weight room to make sure that we don't have, you know, a lot of guys in there packed in. So we're doing everything we can. And while it's, you know, you know, frustrating at some points for coaches and players not to have everybody here for every meeting and for every practice. We're working through Zoom. We're having individual period practices after the majority of the team leaves to the guys who are on that, you know, quarantine list, if you would. And we're doing everything we can to keep progressing and developing every player in the team. Last question here, Tom Rock. Joe, I thought the Ole Miss getup was to appease DK Metcalf so he doesn't do Jim Schwartz on you. Um, <laughs> What, uh, uh, how has Colt looked in practice this week, you know, play, playing with the starters? And, and what's the plan with, uh, with Alex? How close is he to coming through the, the protocol? Well, as far as Alex, he won't be officially cleared until uh, Saturday. But we plan on taking him to Seattle with us um, and keeping him in the fold, you know, in terms of if we needed him, if something happened in the last minute to activate him. Uh, yeah, Colt's had a good week of practice, man. He's working hard. I mean, Colt's got a lot of experience. You know, he doesn't really miss a beat. He gets in there, it's like riding a bike for this guy, and he gets in there and, you know, he competes. Everything's very, very competitive with Colt. He goes in there, especially when we have offense versus defensive periods where we make it competitive. I mean, he gets a lot of the juice flowing right there throughout the team. And, you know, he, he's not afraid to mix it up and talk a little smack with the guys. And uh, it's fun seeing him operate.